This is Work of the Beat. It is Monday, August 29th, 2022. I'm Kevin Cooney. Thanks for joining us. Jam-packed show. Going to get right into it. Uh, Penn State starts their season on Thursday night. College football in general begins its season in mass this weekend, Labor Day weekend. This is the weekend they have it to themselves before the NFL gets going. So figured this was a good time to talk Penn State football. Good time to talk everything with the Big Ten with Penn Live's Dave Jones. Uh, Mike and I will talk to him about the Lions, about the national championship picture, about the new Big Ten alignment. Obviously, it's coming in a couple years once USC and UCLA come in. And the status of college football. In fact, that is where we will begin. It's Dave Jones from Penn Live here on Working the Beat. Well, the Big Ten gets underway this week. Well, the Big Ten did get underway in Dublin last week, but the American portion of the schedule gets underway or, uh, this week with Penn State and Purdue meeting up on Thursday night at primetime extravaganza and joining us, uh, one of the the best mind to talk Penn State football. He calls it like he sees it from Penn Live. It's Dave Jones. Dave, how are you? Boys, how are you? Good to, good to talk to you again. Hard to believe the summer's over, boys. Yes, it is, and it's college football season, and we were just, actually, before we went on, uh, we were commenting on Scott Frost's decision-making in Dublin. Let's start out with that. What did you guys think on Saturday? Is that is that the main thing you watched? You can't go against a, a Fitzpatrick or a Fitzgerald or whatever his name is in Dublin. Yeah, Pat Fitzgerald. <laughs> you can't do that. One it of them. A, yeah. It's a bad week. of. They call it week zero, and I understand. It's games, but there wasn't one game I cared about. If you're a betting person, maybe you did, obviously. But you know, it starts Mike, this week when Mike, Ohio State. It's it's college football. That's why you're a pro guy. You know, no. you're an. It's, it's, you, you got to give me something, though. You, you, no, you man, I was me. watching. I was watching Connecticut, Utah State. Well, I, hey, look, you're you're more of a uh, you're more of a whatever than me. I'm a freak. Just say it. I'm a you freak. Know, I am. Yeah. I mean, Temple Duke this week will get it started, but. Um, I, I need like some real games, and I, I don't love. Give me I, I, Mike. Give me the Mike. Give me the Mike Kern impersonation of Mike Kern. Okay, what's going to happen with Temple Duke? Boy, uh, <laughs> you got to do it. You got to say. I'm, I'm thinking of the phrase, Dave, but I can't come up with it. No, you got to say, it, Dave. What do you want to? What, what do you want me to tell you? You know, <laughs> Temple is Temple. It is what well, it is. Duke. They both have first year coaches because they both stunk last year. Cheney and Shashevsky. Duke, Duke is a, a seven point favorite. Um, probably right. I don't know. Uh, Temple. All I know is this: is I've told. I think I've told Kevin this. The over under on Temple this year is two and a half wins. Now. They play UMass in week two. UMass is god awful horrible. I mean, week four. If, if they lose to, if they lose to, what if they lose to Lafayette? Though? No, That's t- what t- I want Dave, 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 Dave. You can <laughs> bet everything you own. They are not losing to Lafayette. Okay, <laughs> Penn could, is probably going to beat Lafayette if they. Fully I play. just wanted to say that because I knew it would fire your hey, your Mike Kern impersonation. Dave, they got Dave, two Dave, wins. Dave. All they got to do is win one more game. Now, they might not win one more game. I don't know this. I, there, some people have predicted them to go 0-10 in the uh, American. They they yeah. could be these Carolina. It could happen. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Dave. That's why I would bet the over 2.5. But there are people, I've seen projections, where they, they're going 2-10. and 10. So, um, 
I know I this. There's going to be a lot of people watching that 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 Temple at Duke game simply because it's the only thing going on on Friday night. And, no, and you know what won't. that means. No, they won't. No, it's they Labor Day. Dave, it's Labor Day weekend. On. Philly's on in San Francisco. Hey, Labor Day weekend. The people who watch Temple games are the 300 Temple people that care. And, and, I'm, and I'm, a te- I'm a Temple person. And a the million least, and a million degenerate betters. Well, that see, if I'm a better, I just look at the final score. Yeah. Why would I torture myself to watch that? But <laughs> the last two seasons for Temple, look, have been got. They got hit by COVID two years ago. They were the most hit team in the country. Last year was just they were bailing on that coach. Kevin, I didn't mean to do this. It, it's my no, fault. That's okay. The I show the went blame. off the rails three it's seconds bad, in. It was a bad hire. I got him going. It moved it's my on. Fault. You asked me a question. No, it's my it. fault. I got They've him. Got going. a new coach. Uh, suppose he's a 25 year assistant coach. Everybody seems to like him. Mm-hmm. Do 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 90 seconds on Stan Drayton, Mike. Go no, ahead. But he, well, he was a guy that recruited. Uh, Brian Westbrook to Villanova mm-hmm. with the last scholarship they had, and the head coach was not really on board with it, but okay. And he was the guy who coached Ezekiel Elliott when Ohio State was winning the national title. So yeah. that's what I know about Stan. All right, Reed. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna reel this back in because you're gonna I'm, have to commandeer this. Well, uh, right. yeah, because honestly, if I talked more than temp- more Temple football like than another minute, <laughs> then I would have well, this podcast. I'll have no listeners. Um, I think it right. lost anything it had right well, there. No one's going to ever – they better fast forward. Go ahead. All right. So let's start with college football's landscape. And since both of you have covered this in some form over the years, and, Mike, you and I talked about it on an earlier show, Dave, how much do you hate the new UCLA-USC coming to the Big Ten? Deal? Well, this is cheating because you know I just I know. That's why I, I mean, fed, I cheated. Yeah, I hate it. every single thing about it. I really, really hate it. It it ruins, first of all, this relationship that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and the Pac-10 and the Pac-8 before that had. And I, I'm, I'm 65 years old. We're all on, well, you know, Kevin, you're in your 50s, I think, right? 40, is that right? I'm 49. Oh, well, you're going to be in your fifties yes. very soon. Yeah, Mike and I are. Well, how old are you, Mike? You're in our, you're in your sixties. Right? Sixty-four. Sixty-four. Huh? Yeah, sixty-four. So we grew up with a a certain order in college football, and part of it was the Pac-12, the Pac-10, the Pac-8, and the Big Ten, and the relationship they had, and how special the Rose Bowl was. I mean, I still go out there, and I just marvel at what a beautiful venue it is. The San Gabriel Mar- Mountains in the background. The sunset, you know, it's right, right about it in the middle of the second quarter. It's just any, even a bad day out there. The the velvety air, everything is just perfect, and it matters. It that does matter, and I don't want to see the Rose Bowl just become another college football playoff quarterfinal. But that's what it's going to become because this has ruined. The Rose Bowl, it's ruined the Pac-12, and that sucks. And your point, fuck, and your point I is fucking what? hate it. Your point is it. what? Huh? That, that, that your point is what? That Nebraska doesn't play Oklahoma anymore and hasn't for 25 years? No, nah, man. Miami. No, you can, you Dave, can add Nebraska. Dave, 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 Dave. No, I no, hate, Mike, it, as much Mike, as, was, I hate no. it as much as you do. But the, the fact of the matter is it doesn't matter because the 50 or 60 schools or whatever they are are going to go their own way at some point. They're going to have their own whatever they're going to have. Um, the temples of the world are not going to be invited, or even maybe the dukes of the world aren't going to be invited. 
Then they're going to have a separate basket, whatever. This is the world. It has nothing to do with traditions that you grew up on or I grew up on. Those days are gone. And we can sit here and lament it all we want, and I do. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And there'll be more Pac-10 schools, Pac-12, whatever it is. School's coming in, and that life goes on. Well, let me hold in Texas. I don't have to like it, Mike. (laughs) I didn't say you did, but you're you're making it sound like the world's going to end. It's not. The world's going to end. No, Kevin asked me if I hated it, and I despise it. And that's why. I'm with you. Okay. All right. All right, right, boys. So, I mean, realistically, Dave, this is all a byproduct of the Fox ESPN war. I mean, Fox wants to. Yes, it is. That's correct. Fox is all in on the Big Ten. And, you know, got CBS and NBC to go along with it. And ESPN has doubled down on the SEC. And is there going to be anything left of the ACC or the Big 12 or the Pac-12 when we get around to it? Well, the Big 12, nobody nobody really cares about anybody in the Big 12. Not, that, not that's for, left, right. Possibly Oklahoma State and Baylor. And that's about it. No one cares about anybody in the ACC outside of maybe North Carolina, Clemson, Clemson, Florida State, maybe Miami, and they are going to be plucked. And the rest of them, the Iowa States of the world, the Kansas States, the Wake Forests, they're all going to be, and and very frankly, the Pittsburghs, especially Pittsburgh, they're, they're going to be left by the wayside. That's what I think is going to happen. There's what Mike said before is true. It's going to be maybe 20, maybe 24 of each. I would say probably more like 20 of the Big Ten, 20 in the SEC. Each will have a tier of the country. Uh, basically, it'll be the Big Ten owning the northern tier of the country and a piece of uh, the West Coast. The SEC owning everything they want of the southern tier out to possibly – Arizona State, and everything else will be the Badlands. You know, well, all right. Be- so the Big Ten now has would have after USC and UCLA come in sixteen, correct? Correct. All right. So that's four more teams coming in. Oregon. Uh, I would say definitely Washington and Oregon, um, and and they would want to come. Because UCLA and USC are their natural travel partners. I initially thought that Utah was more of an attractive get because I think Salt Lake City is a growing metro area. And it it would be a spec bet in the mountain region of the country, kind of like Maryland and Rutgers were Mm -hmm. in the East Coast. But people who are smarter about this stuff than I am believe that they're going to go with the Bay Area, even yeah, though Cal there are Stanford. not nearly as many college football fans there that, that the Big Ten presidents want, and they're running this, so along with Fox, that they want Stanford and Cal more. So that's probably the four, and I don't, I do not think Notre Dame will, will come aboard, hey, at least not about, in this way. What, what about Arizona State? Phoenix is like the fifth largest market. Yeah, in the yeah, country. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with half you. the people in Phoenix are from the Midwest. Yeah, they are. Uh, that's yeah. what uh, my my initial uh, feeling was. Hey, get get Utah or Arizona State, and you've got two really growing areas. And I read John Canzano today talking about what the Pac-12 is going to do to try to survive. 
Um, this sounds crazy because Randall Cunningham's, Randall Cunningham's old school has never worth, been worth a shit in football, UNLV. But it is such a giant growing area, despite their water problems, that UNLV is actually a growth possibility for the Pac-12. Now, would you do a spec bet on them if you're the Big Ten? No. But would you do a spec bet on, say, Colorado? Uh, no one is giving that even a chance, and it probably doesn't have a chance, but it is the Denver market, and yeah. that's a massive market. What you're doing there, if you want to do that, is betting that Big Ten membership would all of a sudden make Colorado football matter because there's tons and tons of people there. It's the same thing as betting that Maryland and Rutgers football will eventually matter if they ever get it going because I, I, I think you guys saw what happened 15 years ago with Rutgers when Greg Schiano got that thing going. Mm -hmm. They lit up the Empire State Building yeah. when they had a 2006 game against Louisville on Thursday Night Football on ESPN. New Yorkers are front runners, man. They are big event schmoozers, and they love having a big event there. And if, if Schiano can get it going again, Rutgers will be – a ticket and people don't believe that but it's true and the same thing is true of maryland and loxley so would you do that with colorado i don't know and utah i don't know the the, the sentiment seems to be that that the presidents would rather have the big 10 presidents would rather have the bay and they would also rather have be able to fend off gavin newsom in this thrust where he's trying to undo what ucla has done which right. is a part of the of the cal system the, the University of California system. And I, don't, I think that's a lot of noise. I don't think he can do anything about that. That's why I wouldn't bother because those people in the Bay Area, they don't care about college football. Stan have you ever been to a Stanford or Cal game? Because people don't care about football there. They really care about football in Salt Lake City, and they really care about football at Arizona State, like you say, Mike, if they have a product. So that's the question. Well, you, if you have a product, do you care? And I don't think Stanford or Cal care, even if they do have a product. They've had great products, and they didn't care. Before we get into the Big Ten this year and the Lions, you, you of course, mentioned Notre Dame. And you say Notre Dame stays independent. Doesn't Notre Dame risk in a super conference? You're talking now two major opponents that has been the traditional rivals, USC and Stanford. Um that could be in the Big Ten. Doesn't that kind of force Notre Dame's hand? No. They can still make $55 million a year, even with a deal with NBC. They've only been but making who will they play, Dave? But in the new contract, they can make $55 million a year. Big Ten, on, Big Ten schools will make 71 72 They're willing to take that hit to, to, re, to retain their but, independence. You know about that. But them, who will Kevin. they play? Who could they, they play? Everyone... People keep saying this, that who will they play? Everyone will still play Notre Dame. Everyone will still play them as an independent. They can get 12 games, 12 good games. They don't have to join a league, and they can still make almost as much per year on TV Do they have a as, pathway as, to the the big, as the Big Ten schools. Will they have a pathway to the playoff, though? Yes, because they're Notre Dame. They are a brand unlike any other. Yes. Yeah, but if, if the big if the only thing you can make Notre Dame change their mind or whatever is if the SEC and the Big Ten got so big and said, 
we're just going to have a playoff. I don't think that's going to happen, but it could if, if the other conferences try to. Mike, they won't exclude Notre Dame because no, they're no. too big a brand. But how do you – But so they would say we're going to have two conferences on Notre Dame. That's what at larges do. will always be a part of it okay. because they have to avoid antitrust suits. Uh, so there I, will always be anti. There will always be at large members. So, so you're telling me if the SEC and the Big Ten got together and said, "Look, we don't like what these guys are trying to do with this 12 team playoff because they they don't want to let five SEC teams in. That's the hang up or whatever." The SEC and, and the Big Ten decide to have their own playoff. They have to let other people in. I don't think so, Dave. I don't think there could. Yeah, yes, having, because it's a, it, because by law it would invite Congress to. But to, it's not to, a national championship. It's a biggie. It's an SEC. Now we can think of it as a national championship, but they're not. They're not. They're not going to be able to say this is the Mike, national the whole, championship. The whole thing is a business, and as a business, if it's exclusionary, then that is is vulnerable to an well, antitrust suit. The Rose Bowl was exclusionary forever. But Nobody I, stepped in we're talking about and a Dave, business. Dave, suit. I agree. And if they make if they make if no. they make the playoff exclusionary, then they're vulnerable to an antitrust. But it suit. wouldn't be a national playoff, Dave. It would be a two league playoff. That's a that, different scenario. That is still that is still no. the business okay. of college I, football. I, I all right, disagree let me, with you. Let me let me all right. Let me go to this current year. Ohio State is probably. I think it's fair to say the clear favorite. You know, Dave, two to five, they are. Huh? They're two to five on okay. the betting line to win the Big Ten. Uh, they're. I did not see that. That's that's low. That's remarkable. <laughs> that's <laughs> microscopic. Wow. Uh, they are a seventeen and a half point favorite against Notre Dame on Saturday night. And I told you earlier when we had a little technical issues, I think they'll cover yeah. that um, fairly easy. Uh, I don't. I don't. But. Um, so how good is this Buckeyes team? Well, they did you watch the Michigan game? Yeah. What did you think? I thought, honestly, it was the first time I can say that I felt Ohio State was outcoached in a long time. But but what other than outcoached? Uh, lackadaisical, maybe? I don't think it was lackadaisical. I don't – I think – I think there's been a threshold reached in college football just recently, and that is that the rules, the rule changes, have led to a, 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 an understandable transition to people just not really hitting on defense because they're scared of hitting, mm-hmm. and they're scared of power football a little bit. But Michigan deployed power football Jim Harbaugh went back to his roots. He kind of discarded what Josh Gaddis was doing as offensive coordinator. He used to be at Penn State and was out at Alabama before then. Josh was trying to implement a spread option system there, and it really wasn't working that well. And and Harbaugh finally said, screw it. I'm going to go back to my roots like I had at Stanford with Toby Gearhart, and we're going to play power football. And I don't think Ohio State wanted any part of it. And that's what I think really happened in that game. Now, Michigan, I'm one of the very few people that I know who's picking Michigan to win the East again. And this is why. Can we bet on this? (laughs) Well, yeah, if you give me two to five odds. (laughs) I I would tell you that Ohio State is going – I don't even know what's going to happen in the next 14 weeks. Ohio State no, you win don't. that game. 
by double digits. And it's at Columbus be, this year. We should point at, out at Columbus. There is no way that Michigan goes in there and wins that game because they've right. only beaten them twice in thirty-nine All right. years. All right. All right. I I I cover the Big Ten, Mike, and I That's and fine. I watch. I watch a lot of Big Ten football, okay? And I, when Jim Harbaugh, when Jim Harbaugh was chosen as the Michigan coach, I made a prediction that he would never win the Big Ten, and this is why I did it. I didn't think he was adaptable enough uh, against a lot of different kinds of disparate uh, strategies deployed by, at the time, Urban Meyer, uh, Mark D'Antonio. James Franklin, and Paul Chris at Wisconsin to always be adaptable to different styles of football. He was too intractable. But we've reached a point here in college football where power football is so rare, really, that I saw something last year, and maybe I'm wrong, where this, this is my opinion, okay, that I believe Ohio State has a lot of guys who love to run around, and they have – incredible weaponry on offense. They've recruited at a level that only Alabama has nationally, and nobody else is in front of them, not even Georgia. So offensively, they've, they've got it, man, and they can score points. But in the trenches, they haven't been any good in five years. And Jim Knowles has been, has been attracted from Oklahoma State by, by Ryan Day, to be their defensive coordinator, and he better be great because right now they have not wanted to go into the trenches and play smash mouth football. They've they've and 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 Jim Knowles runs a system that is pretty high risk, high reward. He runs linebackers into crevices and he risks a lot. And I don't know that it's going to work. I don't know that he's a great hire there as D.C. for Ohio State. So what I'm telling you is that Michigan has a system that right now has not been beaten in the last year plus. Yeah, I, well, except I, by Georgia. It's a power system that is very unusual Dave, for, I for college Dave, I everything you're saying, and I'm a Jim Harbaugh guy, even when people first say, I'm Ohio not. State is going yeah. to be foaming at the mouth a month before that game. I will guarantee you. You can bet. You can tell me. Yeah, okay, whatever okay, you want. okay, 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 buddy. They're going I, I to saw, win the game. Well, that means saw, Michigan isn't going to win the East. I saw, That's all I'm saying. Okay, okay, I saw. I saw the the ten year war. I was there. I grew up in Columbus, and there was a time when Michigan went into Columbus and owned Ohio State. Because they beat them up. They beat them up at scrimmage. So that's what I'm saying. It went can five happen. and five, ten year war. No, it, it was four, five, five and one. Ohio State well, was okay, four, five, four, five, five. Right. right. There was yeah. a ten, ten tie. Dave, Don't challenge me on this <laughs> stuff, man. Dave, I know more about it than you do. <laughs> Dave, Ohio State is not going to lose okay, that. You said that over and over. All right. You're not giving any reason. Wait, no, no, you're the one telling me that they're going to beat them because they went in last year, they beat them at All home. Right. They should, they, it was about time, and then they went and got clobbered in the playoff game or whatever. It was fine. And that's against an SEC team. That's okay. fine. Well, Ohio State is almost an SEC. They, they are we'll check, on We'll offense. check back in November when they're going to play. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. All right. We will not lose that game. 
right. Okay. So let's, All you're saying is that I'm wrong. You're not saying why. I'm saying ahead. Ohio State isn't going to lose to them two years in a row. <laughs> That's okay. what I'm at home. All right. Okay. Yeah, I grew. I grew up. I I sold Coca Cola at Ohio Stadium, Mike. I I kind of know about Ohio State football. Okay. So okay. Can, can we? All right. So let me bring let me bring this back to the Knits. Uh, Sean Clifford's back. It feels like for his tenth year. Um, James Franklin gets a new contract. You know, last year. Um, kind of where's the state of the program right now, Dave? What did you guys think of that that contract? I thought it was awful. <laughs> I mean, Mike, I'm, Mike, what did you think of that contract? What was your first reaction? It surprised me, but I don't follow it as closely as Kevin does or you do. I'll say this: James I, I, has a great agent because James yeah. that that USC rumor floated out there long yeah. enough that he played he, it. He played, played it well perfectly. Well, I don't know what Penn State. Look, I know there's a lot of Penn State people that don't like him. Okay, they're not the ones making the decision, I guess, unless they decide we're not going to give any more money. But I think at some point, Franklin, you know, has to either make the playoffs or make a pretty good run at the playoffs. I don't know. Don't you? Well, Dave. Well, yeah, that Jimmy Sexton was hired as his agent specifically to mine a contract out of USC or Texas or Penn State, whomever. And that contract, I happen to know, was on his desk for a matter of weeks before he signed it. But he just lost enough games that it wasn't viable anyplace else. So he signed it. And Jimmy Sexton is the kind of guy who makes those kind of contracts happen. But it, it still surprised me. In fact, when I heard it from an agent buddy of mine, I couldn't believe it. Um, if I believed it, and I could have confirmed it. I would have printed it, but I couldn't. And it turned out he was right. I I am I was stunned by it. And he's got to prove. It's the same thing I'm talking about with Ohio State, except Penn State doesn't recruit like Ohio State. They 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 have the same sort of template. They they don't want to run through you. They want to run you down and run around you. And right. Right now, Penn State has not proven they can get a yard or two when they need it on the ground, and they can't protect the lead either. They've, they've had very good defenses, uh, and now they've got a new coordinator on Manny Diaz. And Temple zone. They're go- Pardon me? Temple zone. Well, yeah, for a, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't yeah. get Kern going. He's going to get going on that now. Uh <laughs> That they they have they have had very good defenses, but they haven't protected leads well. Um, they have three rub games in the first six yeah. games overall that are going to be very telling. At Purdue, which is Thursday night, right? At Auburn, which is uh, in week three, and Auburn has a tremendous offensive line. That's about all they have because they've got problems at quarterback, but they've got good backs and they can run the ball and they can own scrimmage. And at Ann Arbor. And then and, and at Michigan in week six. And those are three really tough crucibles to cross for this team. Uh, I, I worry about their linebacker layer. I don't think I have a, enough depth there. And they haven't proven anything in the offensive line. What I, what I said to Franklin during media day, I asked him a question about the third question. I wanted to get it in. 
is that, and this is true, if you look at his eight years to now, every single position group that he has had has been, at one point or another, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Outstanding, not just good, but outstanding at one time or another, except for the offensive line. You can go, you can tick through the positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, uh, defensive line, rush end, linebackers, defensive backs are terrific now. The secondary is really good. But offensive line has never been better than adequate. And that has been his Achilles from the get-go. Even in 2016, and he came back at me that I, th- I think if you if you, you know, you, you win the conference championship to say that we're not uh, a, a great offensive line, then that's probably well, how many NFLers have he, has he put out there? I hate saying it, but that is a standard. If you're in the big 10, how many NFL offensive linemen have you put out? And it's not a lot. Actually, they've gotten better when they hit the NFL and there's, there've been a couple, but, but the, 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 the problem is they haven't been very good when they played at Penn state. And in 2016, Trace McSorley and Saquon Barkley, they they were very good at at dodging free rushers with their first and second steps. And that offensive line was no better than adequate. So he has never had that, and it has never been a factor in their team as far as – and it's been a problem, them getting a yard or two when they really need it on the ground. It's been a big problem, and last year it was a problem in protecting Sean Clifford, who's not very mobile. I mean, he, he tries to do things he probably shouldn't try to do when he is rushed heavily, and he's not Trace McSorley, and he shouldn't try to be, but what do you do? I mean, the kids, the kids had the crap knocked out of him mm-hmm. for, for a couple of years now, and that's not his fault, and people get down on him, but he can only do what he can do with the body that he has and and he's been beat up. I mean, he got beat up at Iowa. He got, he got his ribs cracked at Iowa and he, he still stood in there and came back as soon as he could. And people should not blame him. The offensive line has been the problem. And I don't really see that that I I can't see that they're going to make a tremendous upgrade this year. And that's why I picked them fourth in the division. I just can't do any better than that. Mike, I, I agree with everything. The line has been the problem. Uh, getting third and two, getting first downs has been a problem. Holding the everything Dave said. It's and I don't I don't know the league well enough to tell you they're going to finish fourth or third or yeah I don't think they're going to finish first or second. Who do you but, have third, Dave? I'm just out of curiosity. Well, nobody's picking Michigan State third, but I thought they with Mel Tucker they exhibit and I completely missed this last year. I mean, I I didn't have I didn't have Michigan State where they finished at all. Right. But they did re- very well in the transfer portal, and um, they got Kenny Walker from Wake Forest, and he was tremendous. And they were tougher. That was the thing. They were so tough in the trenches, and they battled people. I mean, they they didn't have they had an awful pass defense. And, but but if you got in a trench war with them, if, if you didn't have a great pass offense. They would fight you, and Michigan couldn't beat them. Michigan State won that game. Well, uh, they were. Who wins they, the, Dave? Who wins the West? Wisconsin or? It, it's a else? great question. I picked Wisconsin, but only because 
Wisconsin all always knows who they are. Yeah. You know, it's the one school in the entire league that, and that, that kind of smash mouth personality, even the schools who think they are that, and you're talking Iowa, Michigan, um, Nebraska, Penn state, they've lost their way in that, in that sense with that personality at one point or another, Wisconsin never has. And three decades since Barry Alvarez arrived there in 1990, he instilled that personality in them, and they have always at least tried to be that. Well, so I like the fact, and, and they've got a four-star quarterback who's been substandard in Graham Mertz, who everybody wanted, including yeah. Alabama and Georgia when he, he came out of high school. Uh, I, I'm I'm trusting that he will realize, kind of like Joe Namath did with the '68 Jets, that he doesn't have to win games; only has to not lose games, and that Wisconsin will survive that division. But you could you could pick absolutely anybody in the division except for Illinois in that in that division. Dave, you mentioned you mentioned going back to Penn State. You mentioned about the recruiting, and you know, look, every year they're up at the top of a lot of recruiting list, top five, top 10, you know, we, that's been Franklin's claim is he's a great recruiter. Get him in the, get him in a a living room and he's great. So why are they still struggling here to bridge this gap? Because the offensive line, um, he has not recruited great there. And it's the one aspect of your football team that can do so much. It's like the, it's like the framing of a house. It's like the foundation of a house. It can do so much for every other aspect. Think of what you can do mm-hmm. if you have a great offensive line like Wisconsin always does that keeps you in games. You can control the clock. And I know this sounds like 1970s football, but it still holds true. You can control the clock. You can give your defense a rest. You can grind down the opposing defense. And your quarterback does not have to be great all the time. And that's been true about Wisconsin, except for Russell Wilson. They haven't had a great quarterback almost ever. And the kid they have now, Graham Mertz, is the best recruit they've ever had there. And the irony is that they have not done particularly well with Graham Mertz. So... What 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 Penn State has always lacked, I think, under Franklin is a, a really good offensive line. And if they had it, they have recruited so well at skill positions that they would really have something. I mean, it, it's it's a the different because they've been fine defensively at scrimmage. What what they have lacked is is a a kind of tough mentality offensively on offense even in 2016 when they had tremendous skill players they got Barkley at running back Trace McSorley who was such a baller and a playmaker and elusive at quarterback and Chris Godwin and Deshaun Hamilton Mm -hmm. and terrific receivers who could go up and get 50-50 balls and even back to Allen Robinson during the O'Brien era right they've been fine at skill positions and it kind of g- does go back to the O'Brien era because if you wanted to survive during the NCAA sanctions, you had to have the flashy players. And what goes by the wayside? Well, some of the, some of the guys in the trenches because you want to look good on, on TV. 
to, if, to keep you, you alive. If, to keep if you you've got a, a deficiency in scholarships, what do you recruit? Well, you recruit the flashy players to keep it going and make a, making it look good. And when Franklin got there in 2014 and then in 2015, his second, his first and second years, mm-hmm. they really, they really lacked in that component. But the thing is, he's never really recruited that position very well. And that's their problem. Mike, Mike, you have a question? You, you want me to add to that? No, no. You have a question. Yep. Oh, what? Hey, Dave, nationally, you know, it's all the usual suspects. Obviously, Bama, Ohio State. Well, but there's usually one team that maybe nobody kind of, you know, is thinking about early. They're not maybe real high or even in the top. Do you see a team out there like that? Or when we get to the playoffs, is it probably going to be, you know, and I'll say Ohio State. You might not, but I'll say Ohio State, Alabama. Clemson know, and Georgia. Throw in a Georgia or a Clemson or whatever. But, I mean, is it that predictable or is there a team out there that could – Maybe surprises. Not yet, simply because there's a four-team playoff, man. And that's that's why I want to see the playoff go to either 8 or 12. Because if it's only a four-team playoff, it's going to be dominated, as it has been, by those usual suspects that we're talking about. Uh, because everyone else is flawed. That's what would be fun about a larger playoff. And it's it not just... It's well, not Baylor just a, almost made it two, three years ago. With and their Baylor's Baylor. Cincinnati made it last year. Yeah, I know, but they what what would happen with a eight or twelve team playoff is recruiting would even out. Um, it, it's it's a self fulfilling prophecy with recruiting when only four teams make the playoff. Uh, those four that year recruit so much better, and you've seen it with Georgia. You've seen it with Bama has just done it over and over. And you've also seen it with Clemson, which did not have a great tradition. But once they started making it, and they made it a couple of years, they started recruiting like a motherfucker. I mean, they were <laughs> they were getting guys. They'd get a guy that everyone was after, who's a defensive lineman named Brian Brissy that I did a big feature story down in Maryland. I mean, Penn State wanted him. Of course, Maryland wanted him. But where does he go? He goes to Clemson. And why does he go? Because they've been in the playoff consistently. Uh, there's only four teams in that playoff, mm-hmm. and Ohio State has made it consistently, and that's why they recruit the way they do. If you broaden the playoff and if you get a lot of more teams' exposure, I think you will broaden recruiting, and I think it will be really good for college football. But to your question, no. I don't see anybody in there. There's nobody in the Big Ten. Uh, I mean, Michigan can't do any better than they did last year against what, Georgia. What do you think, Dave, what do you think the guy at USC might do? Not this year, but eventually, no, okay. yes. Okay. Yeah. Not this yeah. year, but people, yeah. it's way too soon. It's way too soon for him to expect to, to do that his first year out of Oklahoma. But there, there, there is nobody who can – battle the SEC on their own terms. What, what have we been talking about, uh, guys in the trenches? Did you see the guy, the kids at Georgia? I mean, did you see that game? A couple of them are with, here. Oh, my God. I mean, they, they've got kids that you just don't see at other schools. I mean, they they got big 300-pound kids who can run, and you don't see that in the big time. You just don't. I mean, you don't you don't see kids who can run 
and are that big like you did with LSU the year before, Georgia last year, it's, it's just not viable. Um, the, the Big Ten doesn't do that. Why don't they do that? Because they can't get exposure to the playoff every year. They, they don't. Only Ohio State does. If you, if you get a breadth of teams in the playoffs, Penn State almost made it a couple times, then maybe Penn State gets a couple of those linemen that we're talking about. Yeah. And they haven't yet, but maybe they would if you had an A-team or 12-team playoff. I just think it's a couple of years away uh, before it's going to happen. I mean, we got to get to 2025 before everything gets gets rejiggered, but it's, it's, it's not going to happen yet. So. Well, it all starts Thursday night. Well, I know it started in Dublin, but it starts for real Thursday night. Penn State's at West Lafayette to play Purdue, a team that's scrappy. Um and We're only a three point only favorite. three point favorite. So uh James is on upset alert a little bit here right off the gate. So uh Dave, uh enjoy it. You got I was looking at the road schedule for you guys. Uh the trip to Auburn ought to be interesting. Oh yeah. Going down there and uh <laughs> you know, Auburn's got a really good offensive line. Right. And Penn, Penn State under Brent Pry, the previous coordinator, who's now uh, the head coach of Virginia Tech, right. has always been very tough on the defensive line. And we don't know that about Manny Diaz. We we don't know. Um, his his greatest exposure was at was was at Miami. He likes he likes um, rush ends. He likes um, big risk reward. Well, when, when Manny Diaz was the defense coordinator and Mark Rick, Manny Diaz was pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's very good. But Brett Pry was underrated in that he was kind of conservative, but his defensive line was always stout, man. And he, he, he would keep you in the game. And they have always been in the game against Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, think they they had two one point losses against Ohio yeah. State. Wanted to shoot that, that should have gone the other way, really. Right. If they could have protected leads, they had double digit leads in the fourth quarter. That that was partly due to Brent Pride, but they also gave up the leads. Um, I just think that it <laughs> it it's a situation where Penn State needs to. It, it's everything's so transient these days, and you got to get new coordinators and. And everyone's in the transfer portal. It's tough, man. It's not an easy job. Yep. But until the the playoff is broadened, you're never going to see, I think, a, a lot of breadth in recruiting. And that's what we need in college football. All right, Dave. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining us. Have a good holiday weekend, babe. Mike, great talking to you, man. Kevin, always a pleasure. Thank give my, you for give having my, me on. Give, give my best to James. You know, him and I are tight. <laughs> yeah. I certainly will. See uh, you guys. See you, Dave. Dave Jones from the pa- from the Patriot News and Penn Live. Are Jones. you still on his Twitter? Do you still follow James or does he follow James you? James does not follow me. No. No, I know there was a point there where yeah. you, you had like a falling out or he had a falling out with you or I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm so. trying to remember the whole history of that, but... <laughs> Our thanks to Dave Jones for joining us. Uh, Mike, let's just quickly wrap some things up. We have about five minutes left. Uh, Phillies start a West Coast trip uh, in Arizona. Go to Arizona and San Francisco. Uh, we'll talk, I'm sure, later in the week about some stuff. But, uh, you know, honestly, they, they got through that Mets series and they played really well. 
uh, against bad teams, but they did what you're supposed to do. They're 18 and three in their last 21 against bad teams. Yeah. So I don't know what more I could ask of them. I, I that's, you know, and some of that was without Harper or so. I mean, whatever. And now some of it's without three. Wheeler. Right. And that was always their, their thing that kind of got them before. And the only team that's really, they've had problems with all year is the Mets. Yeah. I mean, they played well against the Braves and St. Louis. And played the Dodgers, even with the so. Met, uh, Dodgers, right. Yeah, so I mean, hey, it is what, look, they're going to be in the playoffs. If they're not in the playoffs, it'll be 64 all over again. What they do in the playoffs, I have no idea because I don't know what Wheeler's going to be like, what Saranthi's going to be like, what anything's going to be like. But, again, you know, they're, pro- they're probably, I guess, going to play the Braves or the Mets in a three-game series that won't, where they won't have any home games. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Let, let's remind people that in '83 they went one and eleven against the Dodgers and won the and, and won the NLCS in four games. Right. Uh, well, four out of five. It's a best right. of five. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I should point, yeah, I'm sorry. I should point they that went out. Three and one in the playoffs. Playoff. Um, there was nothing to read out of the Eagles play, uh, the Eagles preseason game, and there never Don't is. Even bring it up. Right. So. Yeah. We, why we have, they, why do they even play that game? I mean, it's a good thing that the Jets were having stomach issues or whatever they the were Dolphins. having. Dolphins. I mean, I don't know. People paid real money. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, they're they're gonna have eighteen games. You know, and I they're gonna have eighteen games, and either two exhibition games or no exhibition games in a few years. Yeah. And they'll do those scrimmage things that they do with the with the teams. Yep. So, other than that, quiet. All quiet. Vacation or your trip to Michigan? I think went well. Correct. Mike. Long drive, but it, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, it was. It's funny when you you're literally on a lake where you do nothing right all day, and for th- it was good. You know, I hadn't seen him in a while, but I don't know if I could do that for a lengthy amount of time. You know, yeah, it's just not in my DNA, kind of. Yeah. So, but it's good that football's uh, kicking off this week, and oh, it's uh, awesome, and so. So we kind of get back on a little football footing here. Uh, we'll talk Eagles next week. We'll have our picks. Uh, any college game, we'll have some. Do you want to pick college games for this week, or do you want to hold off until uh, next I, week? I don't I haven't even, to be honest with you, Kevin, other than the Duke game and the Ohio State game, I don't know much. I, 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 well, the Penn, and the Penn State said, game, which is Thursday night. I'm Penn State. I'm sorry. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to leave out. The, that's a big game for the Nits. Oh, if it the, really is, if the Knicks lose that one and have Auburn in two weeks, absolutely. It's bad news right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to start off with um, one and two. Yeah. And it's funny. I had a friend of mine, Notre Dame guy, text me today. He just says, why are they 17-point underdogs? I said, well. Ohio State's that if, good. <laughs> well, and I said, if, if, the line, if, the, if people thought the line was whacked, because Notre Dame usually gets less points because they figure they're going to bet. You know, if they were playing somebody else like as good as Notre Dame, the blind probably be twenty-one. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, yeah, I could make a case for Ohio State. You know, put a number on them. I could also make a case that Notre. Yeah, you know, everybody seems to like this new coach. Yeah, uh, I I just think you know Ohio State has it going. It doesn't mean they're going to make the playoffs. It doesn't mean they're going to win all their games. I only know one game they're going to win. They're going to beat Michigan uh, in, in the end of November, whenever the hell they play. But um, Thanksgiving yeah, weekend, it's, yes. It's great that college football is back because I love college football. You love college football. I love college football. And, and it's fun. And then you'll get pros next week. And, 
between the two of them, your next four months will be pretty much covered. Yeah. So that's this week. That's this week's edition. Next week we get into full football mode. Uh, you know, we'll we'll discuss some things. John Marks has agreed to join us here at some point along the way. Okie doke. Uh, what? Nice at Okie doke. Um, we have a couple other guests lined up that we're uh, trying to get. Just, but obviously with the Eagles, it's always you know that's front and center. And now you're going to have a Phillies playoff that'll you have a pl- Phillies playoff run that'll add some more spice into September. So yeah, and then yeah, and the Sixers will be starting at some point. I think there will be some interest in that. Flyers, you know, that, well, that's, there won't be interest. That's flat in that. line. Yeah. yeah, that's a flat line until they prove otherwise. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I said this. I going back emailing Ray Diddinger because Ray Diddinger had a horse named after him who ran in Saratoga. Really? In the, yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's in, the, the the trainer is from this area or something, and he named the horse Diddinger. Okay. I don't. He didn't win. I think he finished third. Ray okay. said, but they, but it's only like he lost in a photo at Parks um, a little while back. But anyway, and then Ray said, "Can you imagine if the Eagles lose to Detroit?" And I said, "Ray, you may have to make a guest appearance on Post Game Live. You may have to come back because that will be." And I guess Jaws is now doing it. Sounds like Jaws, Barrett Brooks. I I don't know. They say various analysts. I'm assuming Ruben Frank will be in there. Our buddy Rube. Yeah, in, in, in all fairness to whoever does, it's not right. I love Jaws. It's not I mean, right. I'm, it just won't be the same. No. It won't. And you know, Ray was Ray. <laughs> it was. I I used to watch the first five or ten minutes just to see what Ray would say. because I because I, I valued his opinion that much. Yep. Well, maybe we could get Ray to watch games with us one Sunday. Now he, I think he's going to sit in, in somewhere with his notebook. Yep. He said that's how he's going to do it. Yep. And I believe that he says what he's going to do. And uh, but Ray will always be the best, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe, maybe there's yeah. other people, and maybe I'm shortchanging some people. But Ray is Ray when it comes to dissecting the Eagles and dissecting the NFL, but particularly the Eagles. Ray D is the man. Yep. You're the man, Mike Kern. No, I'm not the man. I'm just, um, I'm just, I'm the guy that knows nothing about Michigan. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I love Dave. I do. He's great, but because he grew up watching Ohio State, that's that's why Michigan's going to win that game. If, if I missed the pointers, or, or Ohio State won 14 the last 15 or something in that series, Mike, I'm, and the game is at the horseshoe. Mike, I'm always gracious to our guest. Oh no, I I love Dave, and you know what? He could be right, yeah. and I could be wrong. But I'm just telling. Tell me what you want to bet, because the saliva will be coming out of their their mouths. In in oh god, that, that just, that's a pretty image. Um, look, you're Ohio State. You lost last, and you got beat bad last yeah, year. Yeah, I know. I mean, they they beat exactly. I'm like not they disagreeing said. with you, Mike. They ran and the they're ball better. down their throats, and 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 I'm just saying that, to me, that, like that, to me, that was a Ryan Day screw up game. Um, I look. I'll give Jim Harbaugh the credit. I'll give Michigan the credit, like like you know, like Dave said, they went in there with a different mindset and they were able to do it, and that's great. And they and froze, not, and they froze. But do, but do it again this year at Ohio State, and if Ohio State, God forbid, is he, you know playing for a place, you know, in in the in the you know trying to get to the college football playoffs and all this kind of crap, I mean, I just don't see it happening. Last when was qu- the last time they won in the horseshoe? Yeah, it's been a long time. Last and, question. And it'll happen again because nothing, you know. Teams don't beat teams 30 straight times. Right. But, I, again, that's 
I'll take my chances with Ohio State. Last That's, question. Yeah. Who, who wins the Heisman? Well, Stroud or, or Young? The Ohio State quarterback. C. The C. Alabama Stroud. quarterback, I guess, Bray is Sean. second. Um, I mean, look, if Ohio State is like, and that, look, if Ohio State and Bama are like one, two most of the year, and they might not, they might, that might not happen. You know, Bama's lost games before yep. in the SEC. But if those two teams are that good, and those two guys are the quarterbacks who are probably going to go one, two next year, somebody else would have to do something totally, you know, like off the charts. And I'm not smart enough to say there's not some guy at, you know, Texas A&M or, you know, name a school that might not have some super year. But I don't see how you can go, at least at this point right now, and the favorites don't always win, obviously. But, man, at this point this year, those two guys would have to be, you know, I don't even know who's third. I'll tell you I'll tell you what. You're talking to Alabama. We were talking about Ohio State schedule and Penn State schedule. Alabama at Texas week two. A little sneaky. That's a new. Oh, that's more than sneaky. That's yeah. that's a tough game. At Arkansas. Yeah. Better. Who, 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 I mean, they're better than Arkansas, but Arkansas is right. a, a pushover. They have A&M at home. Uh and they have LSU at Baton Rouge. And by the way, I hope he goes like four and eight, but that's me. Yeah, you hold grudges. I you're, do. You're a, you're a grudge. I'm guy. an I, I'm an saying. Irish I, Catholic I guy. I hold grudges. Yes. Yeah, I don't have anything against you holding grudges. I hold some grudges myself. Um, yeah, but you know, we've seen Bama do this before. And again, they they can lose a game. So they they've I mean they, oh, they, they that's as tough a schedule as they'll have in recent years. Might yeah, not matter. They Don't they play somebody good week one too? They always do. Uh they have uh Utah State this year, so maybe Okay. Not. Well Utah State isn't bad. I'm, but I'm they have Texas week bad. two, so that makes up for it. Right, right, right. But I know in the past they've played every week one they've played like a USC or a Miami and they kill them. They kill them like I mean look, his team, he even said last year was like a rebuilding year for them and they almost won. And if that receiver doesn't get hurt in that title game, they probably they win, win that game. title game. I'm convinced of this because I think Kirby Smart would have let him have it again. But they didn't. So good for Georgia. They won the game. Yeah. They played great in the fourth quarter. I, I That's wonderful. But, um, yeah, it's hard for me to see a playoff happening this year without Ohio State and Alabama. It could. You know, I think at least one of those two get in, but I think probably both of them get in. To Dave's point, you know, uh, you know, you, you can. I mean, most years we can sit there and usually pick out two or three of the teams that are going to be in there. So we'll see. Yep. All right, Michael. Appreciate it, man. Okay, babe. See you later in the week. See you later in the week. Our thanks to Dave Jones of Penn Live for joining us. And our thanks to you for joining us. Ready to kick it off. It's football season. All work at the beat. Well, you went uptown riding in your limousine with your fine park. Hey!